0: Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com, to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast show. I'm Kelly Buckley, and I have a special guest today. So, we are starting to incorporate some men on our show. Matt is actually my second man that will be on the show. So, I'm excited for him to share with you because what he has to share, I feel, is super important that can really chip away at women's and men's confidence and just a further life of how this can really help you. So listen up, but I'm going to give you his very brief introduction. In his words, yeah, you hear him laughing. (laughs) He is just a former Marine who happens to help people with their credit. So welcome, Matt, and thank you for your service. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for that. And thanks for having me on. That's a very good summary i thought about it either. i was like yeah i'm just gonna put that because it's true i have nothing to say <laughs> I, 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 I it's not like i'm coming to you and and like i went through this really crappy time and i rose And this is what i'm not tony robbins i'm just me <laughs> you know what i mean it's like all right former marine who just happens up will be with a credit <laughs>
0: Well, Matt, I feel like you have a great story to share. From just the little bit that you've already shared with me, yeah. So, can you share just a little bit about your your story and and where your confidence journey started?
1: So yeah, so born born beat today. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's my story, everybody. Like that was great. Didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't have to listen to it. Um, I was born and raised in good old Maryland, Gettysburg parents that was me and my sister my both my parents and one thing I could tell my college journey started when I was younger and this goes from the fact that I had a lot of fear fear when trying things that were new to me and I mean there was one time my dad I wanted to try go-karts and we might we drove like 20-30 minutes to go to this go-kart place and I just was too afraid to try go-kart racing and we drove back and I felt like I was waiting for my dad to get angry at me And I knew he was a little annoyed, but he was such a great father where he didn't, I remember him, I remember sitting in the backseat and him looking in in the mirror, the look at me and I'm like, he was smiling and I was like, I felt bad. But that was a clue to me at the time. I wasn't aware of it where it's like, there's some issues that you have with yourself, right? In just trying new things, past lives and stuff, or you're some prodigy. You don't realize, it normally sits you down and tells you, you have this fear with things and you don't know that that's going to continue or it'll expand to other areas of your life no one tells you this stuff right yeah. so that that's the first part then you know then the one i guess i, I don't i guess you call it a turning point for me our parents sat us down one day i remember say very clearly my mother was on the couch my dad was on the other side and my sister was sitting with uh, my father and i was sitting across from my, like from my mom was on this short sofa love seat and they told us they were getting divorced now when that happens if you have children telling that we you want the children to do is start crying because they're dealing with the emotions things right then and there. I didn't do that. I sat there in silence and I went, okay. And both my parents, even though right then and there they didn't like each other at that moment in time, they both looked at me and were like, crap, he's not doing anything when ch- because when children don't deal with it right then and there, the manifestation of those issues will come in form of bad grades, not, not listening, all sorts of stuff. I didn't do that. I still went to school, did my grades, because my whole thing was crying about your parents divorcing is stupid and silly. They're just breaking up. What's the big deal? I had that thought. I don't know where I got that from. I just made that up. And I think that was a way to protect me, my, my protect myself from when it happened, it happened. And so my parents tried to take me counseling also. stuff. I was like, nah, I didn't want to go. However, it was that it was in that moment, too, as well, where that was the start of my journey of personal development, because I didn't want to do what they did, have a divorce and have it sell to our family, because divorce is traumatic to your parents be together and then they split and then you have your friends, you show their parents together and you got to then go to one house, the other You're used to it. And then one thing that like to this day, I still think about like, what if my parents together? How different my life would have been? Because it would have made things a lot easier. Cause mother had issues and there's that's a whole new thing, which I'm good enough. But from there, I just went on with life. Her and I had conflict, went to college, and in, in the midst of college, I needed her to co-sign loan. We had a huge fight, picked up the house, joined the Marine Corps because that's what makes sense as far as trying to get school for money, didn't have that. And then from there, the thing for me from there was trying to find it was a weird journey of trying to find myself in terms of what it is I really wanted to do because I wanted to do something that was fun I didn't want to be in a job that sucked and I also want to make good money with it and then also to as well over time more so into I guess into my 30s realizing that I have issues with myself a lack of confidence which I was kind of acknowledging but not fully acknowledging and realizing, okay, so I want to do the entrepreneur route. I want to do all these things, make ten thousand a month or more, have the mansion, be rich, have the woman of my dreams, or at that time have multiple women until I get to woman of my dreams. Okay, just being real as a man, <laughs> right? And people tell me you're confident, you're handsome, y'all your stuff. You have everything you want, and I'm like, okay, if that's true, why is nothing happening? Why am I broke, struggling with money, and why is that? Like, if I do try and date, I feel like I have to hope and pray that she's gonna step me for who I am. And if I do if you talk to, do talk to women, I'm nervous as hell. I feel like I'm a worthless, part of language piece of shit. What's going on? Because if you saw, like I said, said, if you speak to me, if you if you talk to me, I would. I, it's not like I, it's not like I was trying to fake it. I could talk to you, talk to people, make you laugh, say ridiculous things, feel like, wow, you're you know, almost confident. I'm like, I'd be like. Yeah, I guess I do. I don't know. So that was, that's kind of the journey in a summary. I like go into too much detail of things. But that divorce really um, affected our family, obviously. And like I said, it started my journey of like who I am, what do I have in myself so I don't choose a woman that I'll fall in love with, have family, and then go, crap, I married my mother, and then we're going to divorce and continue that, that vicious cycle again, which nobody wants to do. Right. No. Nah. So.
0: Wow, so, my gosh, that is quite a story. Um, but it's a lot of realizations. For I mean, you started your realizations from such a young age. So I was co-
1: aware of it. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I commend like, like you I'm for afraid. that. Right, I was afraid, but I didn't have the wherewithal to be like, oh, I have issues. It wasn't until like the teenage years I really feel like I, I came about because I started talking to my dad a lot about the relationship with, with his mother and my mom, what happened, and then like he was telling a lot of things going on. She wouldn't tell me anything, and which was a smart idea. So eventually, I got to the point where I was like, "Well, I'm start with him. She's a bitch. I want to do me. I want to be on my own." And like, there's more stuff where like my parents are raising me differently. My dad would say, "Look, you're gonna be a young man. You gotta you, you gotta learn how to do this at this age, this age, and this age." Provided that you don't do anything stupid. A mother was like, "No, I'm the mom. You're the child. You do as I say." So I was like, "So what am I? The the subordinate, or am I the the young man that has to be?" smart wise independent of their parents so I can live a productive life as I get older there's there's that aspect too as well that really screwed me for for a little bit you know yeah. on, on that but yeah it's so you're right I you, I will agree I could say I had awareness that back then but to what I have now is like oh I noticed it but didn't really look at it for what it is and go oh and then have the tools resources I have now to work on it because That, it wasn't so much that, but it was that really not recognizing is what really, I, I, screwed me up along the way for so long to, where it's like, oh, that's what it is. It is me. I'm not addressing this stuff within myself. That's it.
0: Okay. And then you talked about becoming aware of that you were, like, you were outwardly confident, which I think is a lot, a lot of people's stories, especially, entrepreneurs business yeah. owners that we people do view us as confident and then we pull away from people who are like yeah I guess so yeah so yeah you mentioned that so um talk uh, talk to us um because women and men talk to us about some of the ways that what did you do to turn that around to step into your confidence and be able to start to truly convey it not fake it till you make it
1: yeah that is a question um it took me a number of years to do that the first another turning point that really helped me with that was meeting um my first coach Bex McEwen lover to death i met I ran into her because I was doing a network marketing uh, an online network marketing business in 2014 and I met her because one of the people on my team out of New Zealand made, his wife made a post about my, my husband, I heard his name, he used to be afraid of flying, then think got his coach, now he's not afraid of flying anymore, at the time, I was afraid of flying, somehow during the Marine Corps, so go, f- make it make sense, right, <laughs> and I was like, I hate knowing I have to fly, I can't sleep, can't relax, go to the airport, freaking out, doesn't matter how tired I am, I try not, I try to stay the plane doesn't work, get in the plane, can't relax, until I know we're landing, then it's like, oh, it's very Stressful. And that sucks because in the opportunity, I had to fly to other events in other states. I was like, I got to handle this shit. So with her, she sat me down. We did it virtually. Um, I would meet her. We coached on Sundays and it would be money for her in in New Zealand. And she taught me about feeling your emotions out, breathing and feeling them out. So we watched the exercise of flying and everything else. And then... I remember going to the airport after working there for a while and and I was like, I felt calm. And then I forget what I don't know if this happened right then and there or afterwards. I started looking at planes and going, huh, I can't wait till I fly again. I was like, do I look forward to flying? Like that's how much yeah. of a change that was versus shit, I had to fly and like it was it was bad. So that was the first key point of like, like you got to address these things because so as you do, you will change. You'll be more at peace. You're more confident, and other things will change for you. That was that was the first thing. Then the another the I would say call is the final turning point was when it was the night of. It was the day of New Year's of twenty seventeen. I'm sorry, it, it was either New Year's Eve twenty seventeen or day right before New New Year's Eve of twenty seventeen. Okay, twenty seventeen was just about to start. At that time. I was still trying to deal with my confidence. I kind of gotten away from breathing my emotions out on a more serious note. Um, I had an engagement that ended. I was like in love with this woman and she had children. I was I was prepared to be a stepfather, which is huge for me. Yeah. Um, I had to sit there and go, you've been avoiding these emotions for a week. You have to accept the fact that it's over. What made it tough was that she had to end it by saying, I need six months of space, but then we continue and we call me we still see each other and hang out and do stuff and that just dragged me along and i was like i don't want to do this anymore i'm sick of this crap i've proven to her that i love her to kids take kid, them out i've to her we were engaged we're not and it's like i've done all this crap and yet i felt like she kept trying to shoot me down and all that was was, was all that was looking back now was a reflection of how i thought about myself okay oh that's all okay. it is and i remember sitting there going it's over It's okay. feel the sadness. And I felt the tears come up. And I did exactly what my coach did. I did the breathing, the down breathing. I breathed and I felt through that sadness. But then I was like, there's more. And I was like, what's this feeling? It felt like a very, in my mind, perceived as a very sick feeling. And it was like, I don't like who I am. I don't like what I'm about. And the more I got into it, I was like, now looking back on it, that was sadness. That was, the sadness was a feeling Okay. I'm trying to explain as best I can. Mm-hmm. That was the glue to all these other beliefs and conclusions I have about myself. I suck. I'm broke. I'm a failure. This ain't shit. I can't get a woman. I have no car. What the fuck's wrong with me? Right. All those thoughts and conclusions being held yeah. by together by sadness about myself that I hadn't dealt with for a long time. And I was like 32 at the time, something like that, right? 32, 33. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm 37 now. So it's not that long ago. I'm keeping it real. All right. And I sat there, and it felt like an hour or more. And I sat there, and it, and this, I was like, no, we're breathing, we're feeling this out, we're not leaving. I'm not, I'm not doing the shit. And I, and when you do this, and you feel the emotion completion, you will feel like a weight's been lifted. You feel better. The the room around you look looks lighter and brighter. And I remember after I let it after dissolved it, I was like, holy shit! I'm like, I'm not a loser. Like wow i'm like i can actually do stuff like and that's when i was like i'm good i can fly and that's when i stopped talking to her to for like 90 days, like no i was like screw you i don't care i hate you and i so i went to, i had a good time new year's eve danced talked it out and i started going to networking events talking to people doing things doing more and i was like and then i knew that if, if any time where i felt sad in what i thought in, in what i felt about her or whatever it was you sit there you come present with it you feel it you can go and if there's anything you need to do, you'll know that I'll come to you. The life will help you out. You'll meet someone. I was like, All right, I got this. And so since that day, and I got more, more for the help from that, I've been doing that. And that's what's helped me to be more at peace with who I am and realize that I'm still a man. I'm not some jacked up guy. I've recently dealt with those recently. And every time you do these big ones, stuff changes. My confidence shoots to the roof. I feel more peace. I have more power. I'm doing more things. Like, if I had not done this and someone came to me in 2018 and said, hey, in 2023, you'll be doing podcasts. I'm like, who the fuck would want to interview me? What do I have to say? Like, I would <laughs> doubt myself, discredit credit myself, like, what story? And now here I am doing podcasts, doing classes on credit, going to be teaching financial literacy to the first professional basketball team in Virginia, in Winchester, where I am, doing a horn by seminar speaking in person, doing... More things I build network moving here where I didn't know anybody to where it is now. Like, to me, for me, that's huge. And that wouldn't have happened had I not just sat and gone and said, let's do the issues and realize that, like, you're not some broke loser. These are just conclusions that you made about yourself somewhere along the way. And by the way, my parents never abused me or anything like that. None of that stuff. It was just like, I'm like, where does it come from? And now I have a theory on it. If you want me to share it with you, I can share it with you. But dealing with that has helped me to change who I am, myself, my life and the share with people, especially with men, men as particularly hearing this, if you do, or women, you gotta understand that men, we we are more deeper than you think we are. We have our own issues. The problem is that we're not allowed to express it. We keep it to ourselves, so we suffer in silence and that's where we either harm ourselves or we're going to our groups or tribes or we complain about how angry we are, but really it's a lot of hurt that we carry and that's the screwing of the inside. And if you want us to be this, these The strong, confident men, we got to do with our own hurt so that we can step in and be the guy that's already there that's waiting for us to to accept him so we can be the man that you want us to be and be the man that we want ourselves to be. So long answer.
0: That was great. Sorry, Um, we're not sorry. (laughs) uh, It was great. I'm glad you brought up a couple of things you did. So I love that coaching of breathing through your emotions because it actually does bring it back to just the last thing you said about, Being in a relationship and allowing both men and women to express themselves without condemnation and without, oh, "Oh, you can't say it that way, which actually, so ironically, my other male host was also named Matthew. And it's something we talked about was relationships. Yes. And just talking about that, whatever your partner has to say to you, accept it and, and listen to it. Yeah. no matter what it is. So I do think that's important, especially, you know, that for women to hear when your man's talking to you, listen.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Can I just say like, well, look, if we're going to tell you something, we as men, and, and here's the secret about us men, when women, when you ask for something, you want the truth about something, our internal guidance comes up and goes, oh, all right. She's not worth some stuff. So here's your choice. You either don't say anything alive so you can be at peace or you tell the truth and create a war. What do you want? And we as men want peace. So, so many of us will go, shit, She's doesn't want to hear the truth. She doesn't. That's a lie. I can, you, and we can sense it. We can feel it. We're not dumb. We can sense this stuff from you all. And so we'll go, no, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Even though I can't tell the truth, I feel unhappy with it. I'll suffer in silence. Where some guys get tired of it and they go, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. And if she takes it how she is. I have no control of that. And we go, all right, let me grab let me grab my weapons, my shield. Here's the truth. <laughs> I don't like it. And this is an issue. What? You asked for it. <laughs> but a lot of us will just sit there and go, I'll just stay and keep the peace. And that's yeah. true. And you got to be able to take that for a partner. Because we men, we want to be vulnerable. We want the love and acceptance too from you all as well. We do. We want that. And so for us, it's like, you want that from us, and we will give it to you 1,000%. Friday we were a guy, and we worked on yourself. We want to give that to you. We want the same return. It doesn't work where I'm going to give it to you, but you're going to want to give it to me, and that causes issues. And then we're like, then you're fighting with each other, and it just screws things up. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, wow, I'm glad you brought those up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Your story is and your your experiences is what led you to what you're doing now. So please share what you're doing now that is yeah. helping people grow their confidence so that they can progress confidently through life.
1: Yes. so right now it's funny how I got into this. I got into this with uh what do you know as credit repair but really what I do is help people with understanding how credit works. and for people who don't understand what credit repair is because a lot of people think it's me helping people getting getting out of debt. no. What a credit pair is, is getting your credit reports from all three bureaus and disputing the negative items on your file, meaning hard inquiries, uh, late payments, collections, charge off, repossessed judgment, foreclosures, bankruptcies, that stuff. And then also helping with like payments, credit cards, do this, don't pay that to help you with growing your credit and having better credit. That way it doesn't stop you from, you know, getting a home, getting a car or preventing you from a certain job and these things like that. And so that's what I do now. And I and through my journey of working my confidence with money, because money is money is a very personal thing. And it affects men and women differently. Yes, men and women can feel like crap about but when it comes to us men, though, because and this is what we know about women, we know, if I'm coming to you with some jack to finance about credit, doesn't really make me look as attractive in your eyes. Unless, and this is what happens when, as a man, you haven't worked in your confidence and you're ambitious, you go to her in a desperate plea, not not out, not outright, but subconscious. You can sense it. Oh, please accept me for who I am. I'm sorry, I fucked up my finances, but I'm really ambitious. Please, 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 me because I really love you. No one likes that. That turns women off. So we have that screwing us up, and we feel like a loser because our financial means, if I can provide, I have the car, I have this. That was my things. And it just eats you up on the inside and destroys you from the male perspective. For the women, what I can't speak on is that when they have children and their finances are jacked up, they feel less of a mom and it fucks up their confidence that way. If they don't have children, I'm sure it does. But in the way it does, I can't speak on But it's something that affects everyone. And part of having better credit is not just learning it, how to maintain it. It's also working on the issues you have with yourself and what you tell on, on the conclusions you have about yourself in relation to money. How you view yourself, if you know I'm always the one that has financial problems. Well, if that's what you think and don't believe, that's what you're gonna have all the time. But it's all BS, it's all conclusions based on things that you've learned from your parents, what they went through with money. Because for example, when it comes to parents arguing about money, it can it can go one or two ways. You can learn that okay, money is bad. So there are that's why they're always fighting about it, because you could have a parent that's always gone on time, they have the money, but they're not there and it caused issue. So you conclude subconsciously having money is bad. So then you'll stay broke all the time. And even though you want more money, you have learned subconsciously money is bad. So to be safe, so I don't have fights with a loved one, you'll stay broke, right? Or you learned that like money's hard to get by, so I are we're, so we're poor. And so in a way to like keep yourself safe too, you'll still be broke. It, it It's weird how it works out with the subconscious. It's a very absolute thing as far as that goes. It's like... Well, money's going to come by, and if we and then, but then you also realize if I get more, it's a bad thing because those are the causes. So I'm just gonna keep myself here, and that's why people struggle with that and that mess up their credit, things like that. So,
0: yeah. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you. So you work with people on their relationships with money as well.
1: Not not yet. Um, I'm middle of a, taking this, this uh, uh certification to teach financial literacy. But I do. I will incorporate that because one of the things you can ask yourself when it comes to money right and this is something that you got you're gonna like sit down be present and you have a pen and a piece of paper and a notebook you write down the thing that you want in this case let's say it's money you want to make I don't know a hundred thousand a year because people want to make six figures right It's a good it's a healthy number to aim for okay you want to write down you want to write down what do I want I, I want to make six figures the next question you want to write down this is a question no one's thought about. And I did not make this up. I don't take credit for this. You write down the question, why might I not want to make $100,000 or six figures? Mm -hmm. And people go, wait, what do you mean? Because secretly unbeknownst to you, you have reasons as to why you don't want something you've been wanting. It's like the main reason, one of the reasons why you haven't gotten it yet. And that's where you got to sit there and write out, do not set yourself as to why you might not want Make hundred thousand because you may feel like you may not be aware of it. Crap, how am I paying taxes? What if I get sued? What if I make it i lose all? And keep writing these answers and don't say to yourself. And then you get then you get to say, okay, well after that you take it further. You say, well I'm afraid to make a hundred thousand. That blank and writer comes to mind. And if it, and that fear is lose it, then you write down again. You you, you keep it going. You say, well I'm afraid if I lose hundred thousand, that blank will happen. And you keep going until you get to the one reason. And this takes work this is where the work is. You're gonna the reason you're gonna go, oh snap. And you're also gonna feel some type of way. Most likely to will be sadness from something in childhood that you haven't dealt with that come up and you just breathe, be present to it, feel it out, you move past it. Then after that, what you want can actually, you can actually go for it because what happens is when you don't address this stuff, and this is where credit comes into as well, what happens to people with credit a lot of times in, in, credit, in the credit repair, if you don't address the deeper issues, it's a band aid, right? People Mm -hmm. will get the credit up and then look at the house, whatever, and then they go right back to where they were, this time worse off with the house, a whole bunch of more stuff, which which is not the point of it, right? Yeah. What happens is if you don't address the issues with yourself, in this case with money, right, or with anything really, one of two things will happen. Either you'll never get it or if you do, holy cow, if you do, you will pay a serious price. And the reason why is because your subconscious identity is, is the main thing. If your identity is I'm broke, worth is stupid. You won't get the money you want. You'll be, you'll struggle. You always, you always struggle to get the money. But if you do get the money and the house, all that stuff, and your subconscious identity is I'm broken, dumb. What's this? I keep the saying that goes is that a person cannot act inconsistent with their, with the, with their self image. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I'm broken, dumb, stupid, and you got a whole bunch of money in a house, that's inconsistent with that. It's not going to work. That stuff will, you'll magically self-sabotage or stuff will happen to get you back to match with, with who you, how you view yourself on the inside. And some people don't understand. So you can take all the courses of money and business in the world, but if you don't address the inner stuff, it doesn't matter what you do. You'll always come back to this crap hole, the hell hole that you're creating and you realize you're creating because you're not addressing the feelings and emotions and the reason why we don't deal with that is because we are afraid subconsciously that we can't handle those emotions. The anger, the fear and the sadness, we're afraid that if we ha- if we deal with it, we'll just explode or like die. And so yes, I give, I give a tip of credit right now. You, you need to claim your personal information. You need to do this. Great. You can do that. But if you have more work to do that's going to take time and is a process, it is a journey. It's like credit. Credit is a marathon. It's not something that you just you can just wake up tomorrow with a with an 800 credit score. It is a process to maintain it while working on who you feel like you are on the inside and 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 addressing that, and that is super important. I can say with with confidence knowing because I used to struggle. With, I used to struggle with suicide. There was one time I was on the bus when I was carless, crying because I felt like I was such a I was like I'm a failure. I can't do anything and nothing to show for it. I suck. I might as well just kill myself. And I was crying on the bus. And I was like, that's not good. I've been to therapy. I put myself in therapy a bunch of times. I'm I'm not ashamed to say it, but like, when you get that point as a man, it's just like, and you got to address that stuff. So.
0: Yeah. Don't worry. As women, we feel the same way. Well, I didn't know. I
1: I wouldn't know. I mean, like.
0: (laughs) So, um, Matt, to just kind of summarize this, because I know people listening might be thinking like, hmm, I need to start working on my credit. Yeah. Um, Because it is, tips. it's affecting my whole life. So yeah. can you just like quickly go over some of the first steps that you start with people to help them start to repair that credit so they can exactly. start to move past some of these emotions and yes. feelings?
1: Well, the first thing that's going to happen to you when you go look at credit report, if you haven't looked in a while and you, know, you have bad credits, you're going to feel anxious. Also, also known as fear. We're gonna deal with that stuff, right? You have the, the hardest step is seeing what's on there. That was, that was for me and everyone else. So the first thing is you want to get all three credit reports. Um, begin for free through um annualcreditreport.com, or you can do it through like a, mon- a credit monitoring like MyScoreQ. MyScoreQ is beneficial because it'll, it'll give you your consumer FICO scores. If you get the free reports, nothing wrong with that? You won't get a score, and then they will make you pay for it. Which stupid! It's your information, but what do I know? Anyways, so what I do with people is we sit down and we do we do a credit analysis, okay? And that's when we look at all three reports from all three bureaus, and we have your scores. Looked at that, up, we look that up, and I go over the four tiers of your credit report, okay? There's four tiers of your credit report. There's your personal information, your hard inquiries, your actual accounts, which everyone focuses on, and then public record. Public record holds your judgment of bankruptcies, okay? So you have to understand when someone puts your credit report, they're seeing all four tiers and not just focus on you, your accounts. Your account is one-fourth, right? And then take a step further. Now, out of all those four tiers, the one that you want to make sure is the most up-to-date is your personal information, okay? And why? Personal information, personal information, that's going to hold your name, any aliases, variations, if you've been married, divorced, your birth date, social, phone number, current address, old addresses, and whatever employers that you put down over time. If you're a person who has to repair your credit and dispute negative items, Anything in that section is old, outdated, and erroneous, are attached to the negative items on your file. So, for example, if you're speeding a collection account, the bureaus are lazy. They'll get and they'll look to see what name and address is attached to that collection account because at you know 10 years ago to ABC Street, you could have created 500 inquiries in a collection account. Does that's, that's attached to that? So, what you want to do is remove that stuff. Therefore, that they can't verify that, and they can't verify it by law must be deleted. That's one reason. Number two. Again, that section, you re- you can rack up your name, variations of it, and all the addresses. So then when someone pulls your report, you're telling people, hey, um, my name is Kelly Buckley. But you have got a whole bunch of names, and all addresses going on. It makes you look shady, fraudulent. You don't want that. Three, when you have um, current address on your file and applying for credit cards, like credit, if you put down a current address on the application that doesn't match the current address that's on the file with whichever bureau that they use to pull your credit, you can be declined just because of that. Happened to a friend of mine years ago. Also with addresses. We have old addresses in your file. There's a good chance someone else is living there. That person runs into financial difficulty. You can have their negative items placed on your credit report. Also, you stuff in collections. They like to do anything illegal. They will, if they're trying to get to court, they will intentionally have the notices go to your old addresses so you never get them. Mm-hmm. Court date comes up. They, they're they there because they want their money. They could they get could, they could judgment in, in, in their favor. And then you've been sued and you had no idea about it. Wow. Also, one thing to know on your credit report, you want to keep the names and stuff. If your name is misspelled by just one letter in your credit report, it makes everything else on the credit report fraudulent. Why? Because that is a whole different person on paper. If you spell your wow. name, okay, I'll use you if your name is spelled Kelly Buckley, but there's another Kelly Buckley out there who spells her name, who spells the last name, B U C K L i that is a whole different woman which means you could have their stuff on your file you want to clean up too as well and last but not least when you call into the credit bureaus to get this information updated doing this one step can help boost your scores anywhere between 20 to 70 between 20 to 70 points by itself wow yeah oh my that's you want to start there see what requires you have See what see what accounts, what's being reported inaccurately, your balances, all that stuff, late payments, what's in public record, because the credit's fluid, it never stays the same. It can go up and go down. New stuff can come on your file. It's not your fault, all that stuff. Um, that's where you want to start. And I start with all my clients is be like, this is where you're at. You want to go here to like seven hundred, but we gotta see where you're at and what needs to be done so you can start on the process of getting there.
0: That's great. Yeah. And I, I love knowing that people like you are out there because that's, that's so much information that if that's yeah. not my area of expertise, I want someone to hold my hand and take right. me through it so that yeah. I, when I want a house or want to buy my own house, I can not have that trailing behind me.
1: Yeah, you don't want that. Um, Because one thing about credit people don't understand, it does, it can prevent you from not just getting a house, but certain money-making opportunities. Like uh, in in the financial industry, they will check credit like insurance the government does certain security positions and quick story i mentioned to you before we started i this is again when i was in my broke i'm a joke phase it's 2016 i had no car taking a bus i had an interview with new york life I, I had sat down with a lady one of the recruiters and i was like i i am i i was looking for something at a time to not just not just have me be stable but have the financial abundance that i wanted I liked the life insurance. like the products. I was all about it. I said, look, I'm a car, but I'll take the bus everywhere. I come to the office. I read books. I go to events. I'm willing to make this shit happen. Which you would think, that's the right person we want. for. It's not someone who wants a steady paycheck, right? So she's talking to me and she goes, there's a background check. No issue. Then she goes, there's a credit check. And I remember hearing that and all enthusiasm, hope, was win. And I told her, I said, I'm not going to pass a credit check. I know I'm not. At the time, I didn't know what was on it. I knew I had bad credit. I knew it. And she goes, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll pass. I'm like, I'm not. I left. I don't remember still giving still giving them the authorization to pull my file. About a week later, she calls me back on the phone. And I'm like, hey, how are you? She goes, hey, got, got your credit report back. And I went, oh, great. And she goes, and I I could feel the judgment and the voice. She goes, have you seen what's on your credit report? And proceeded to read to me, it was on it. And goes, you've been late on this and this, Andre's hundred late on that. And I just felt so ridiculously small. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. And I hang up, hang up the phone. And I just, I, I think I sat there for a while. Like, this sucks. I feel like shit. This is dumb that I lost an opportunity to change my financially. But because of a record that's on there, they're going to judge judge me on that versus I'm willing to make shit happen and change stuff, give me an opportunity. So there's, I know it's like to to have that judgment and feel embarrassed by it and then lose something you want to do because something you don't understand. And, and, it's, and, and instead of encouraging you to like, let me work on this shit, you're like, I hate this shit, fuck it. I'm going to do the route that I've been doing the whole entire time, which has worked working out for me really well, even though it just lost me a job opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, logic.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's great what you're what you're putting out there. Um so for anybody driving all of our connections for Matt will be in the show notes, but Matt, do you want to tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, one the place they can start, do you want to talk me one on one, go to let's go to our website. It's uh www.a1solutionsgroup.com. They can go there. Um we have a YouTube channel which I don't I this guy just made a handle for the, like, the other day. So it's YouTube.com slash A1 Solutions Group or use Google A1 Solutions Group on YouTube. Um, I think in the, the handle, they put the at symbol in there. So you may, may want to put the at symbol in there. They can follow me on that. Or on Facebook, which is interesting. It's Facebook.com slash, what was it? Dillingham one I didn't choose that. Facebook did. So that makes it really easy to remember people. So I don't know.
0: Okay, that's great. great. Those connections will be in there, but definitely through his website, you can find him. So thank you so much for being here, Matt.
1: Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much
0: for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.